G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. There's been a significant development this week in the state of New South Wales. The New South Wales Premier Chris Minns launched a new coalition of religious communities. 200 faith leaders and community members attended a gala dinner on Tuesday to launch Faith New South Wales. The coalition aims to build stronger relationships between the respective communities and foster greater engagement with the New South Wales government on common issues of importance. So what's the value of Christians working in multi-faith, multi-religious coalitions? Is there something wrong with that? Or are there some obvious benefits in promoting good relationships between leaders of different faiths and their interaction with government? Well, our special guest through this next hour, Murray Norman, is CEO of Better Balanced Futures. And that takes in Christian SRE, Special Religious Education, also known as Scripture in New South Wales. Murray Norman, a special welcome along to 2020. Lovely to be here, Neil. Hey, Murray, for listeners who are not so familiar with Better Balanced Futures and the sorts of things you're uh, leading and standing for here, give us a little in a nutshell of the way you see it. So Better Balanced Futures is a group in New South Wales. Uh, Historically, we worked within special religious education, so that's scripture in New South Wales, where we can go in and teach uh, about faith in schools. That's right across the board, every faith group in New South Wales. There's uh, just over 100 groups that are registered in New South Wales, and we also have a group uh, for non-religion called uh, Primary Ethics. So that's where Better Balanced Futures started from. With COVID, uh, I was asked by government to help coordinate that uh, through Better Balanced Futures with the other heads of faith. So we worked very hard with government, uh, health, and uh, stakeholders in the community uh, with COVID to help the faith communities as they cope with that. And arising out of that, uh, the heads of faith, government, uh, both sides of government saw that as a really critical uh, positive in the way that we overcame and went through uh, COVID. And there was a real desire to keep that going. So Better Balanced Futures has been working with all the faith communities. And we've got to the stage where this week we launched uh, Faith New South Wales. And that's to be able to communicate to the community and all stakeholders within New South Wales that the faith communities have come together and that they're keen to engage uh, with government, government departments, as as we work to provide benefits to New South Wales, not only for people of faith, but people right across New South Wales. Murray, the Minns government, now I guess this goes back to the election campaign before Chris Minns won the premiership, uh, Labor government, uh, but uh, delivering on a commitment to establish a New South Wales Faith Affairs Council. Is this a delivery of that pre-election commitment? So definitely it's a delivery of that commitment. Uh, But it is important to note that there's bipartisan support and that uh, the coalition government did start off with a a Faith Affairs Council that's just been reconstituted under uh, the Minns government as... uh, 
uh, a faith council. Uh, the primary difference is the faith council will be able to elect its own uh, chairperson to that uh, that committee and will be able to work uh, with government. So the MINS government has definitely delivered, uh, worked very closely with the faith communities and allowed the faith communities to put forward the people that they thought were appropriate as heads of faith, that group to be able to choose its own chair and we're looking forward to be able to work with government over over the coming months and into the future. As I understand it, there's something like 16 different faith groups. And when I'm saying faith groups now, I'm not talking about Christian denominations. We're talking about different faith groups like uh, the Islamic community and the Hindu community. Uh, just give us a little insight into the sort of groups that are a part of this new coalition. So basically the government uh, looked at who are the major faith groups in New South Wales and the, the government invited those groups to to put uh, representatives forward. So you've got like the Hindu community, the Muslim community, the Buddhist community, uh, Anglican, Catholic, like a whole, you know, Baptist, ACC, they're, they're there on that uh, committee. There's 12 of those members and then the government is just uh, choosing four members that are across the faith communities that are more connectors and involved in, in faith and engagement in the public space. So they're just being appointed at the moment. And then you'll have a, a cohort of 16 people and then they'll come together, uh, elect a chair, and then that group will work with government. So that's how it's put together. But it basically does follow uh, where the census would lead us for New South Wales. And, and the government's invited those groups um, that represent uh, the highest proportion of people. And then you've got those four other members that help uh, make the group and complete that to provide service for the New South Wales and the faith communities. So, Murray, what does the group do? Is it an advisory group? Is it a group that, you know, the Premier could pick up the phone to Murray Norman and say, hey, Murray, where is Faith New South Wales on this particular issue? Uh, is it something that you can be in your role there, even is as a lobbyist? Uh, obviously, religious freedom is a big issue. How do you see the interaction here with the Premier? So the Faith Council is a government uh, committee, so it works with Multicultural New South Wales. Faith New South Wales is an independent group. Uh, it's set up by the faith communities, so it can do research, it can do... It's basically providing that think tank uh, type uh, liaison. It's able to advocate with government. That was the dinner that we had on Tuesday night. And then the Faith Council is really the intersection between government departments, government and the faith community. So it's government established. So we've got that committee running and then and that's called the Faith Council. Faith New South Wales is uh, the faith groups that have come together. They've incorporated that as a company limited by guarantee separately and they're able to work on projects of interest to the faith communities. And that would include things like special religious education, scripture in New South Wales, uh, a whole broad range of things that are of interest uh, to the faith communities. Then what that's worked up, as a think tank would do, it then uh, handballs that over to the Faith Council to really interact with government and, and process that through at a policy and a... Uh uh, so it's something like a, a secondary board uh, which will actually do the thinking and come up with recommendations that would go to the Faith Affairs Council that would then uh, interact with government and the formation of policy. Is that the way that works? That's exactly right. And you need to remember there's 187 
uh, faith communities in New South Wales. And the reason that the faith communities have come together, it's to be inclusive, include all those groups. You can't have every group on the on the government's faith council, but Faith New South Wales brings all those groups together so that we can take the the issues of of interest. So you haven't got every Christian church on, on that uh the, the faith council that the government's established, but Faith New South Wales, the dinner we had the other night, is to bring everyone together so that those faith communities can have input and things of interest to them can be explored and research can be done. I've just been on a Churchill Fellowship, spent uh, eight weeks across seven jurisdictions, uh, brought that information back. How does that relate to the education department in New South Wales, we need to spend time, we need to do research so that the proposals we're putting on the table at the Faith Council are actually worked through and everyone can have their say before it ends up uh, going into uh, the Faith Council at that higher level. And we'll get on to some of those issues around uh, SRE and what you've gleaned on that international tour. But you've got 187 different groups and you've got a challenge, haven't you, when it comes to issues that are facing religious freedom. So with religious freedom at the centre of a focus, uh, can Christians do that on their own or do we actually need to have a coalition with all of the other religious groups? So I think it's really important. I come from the Presbyterian Church. So I and my family go to the Presbyterian Church each Sunday. We're involved, go to Bible study. We attend there. But when you're talking to government, the government wants to work with all the faith communities. So Christianity is a bit less than 50% uh, in New South Wales. You've got about 10% of the other faiths. The government wants policies that serve the whole state, but they want to know if you're thinking about uh, SRE in schools or if you're thinking about uh, safety and security funding that's just uh, been announced to come out. If they're looking at that, they want to make sure that all the faith communities are cared for and that they don't have policies for Christians or policies for Muslims or policies for Jewish or Hindu, Buddhist. They want everyone in a free and open society to be able to participate in that, just like we have in religious education. Everyone can get registered and come into schools. The government's really keen on an approach where everyone is treated equal. And we saw that really come to the table with COVID. The Christian churches could not get back in to worship on their own. They had to work with everyone else and that served us all so we could all get back to worship and uh, celebrate being able to go back across all the religions. I need to touch on something quite controversial with you here for a moment because some groups within the community are seeing this new Faith New South Wales organisation uh, think tank as being a little bit like The Voice. We're talking about The Voice and everyone's very aware of the voice and the constitution and uh, the referendum we're all going to vote in. Now we've got the LGBT community who are saying, well, the religious groups have now got an organised uh, Faith New South Wales group to uh, give advice to uh, get through into government formation of policy. We need to have an LGBT group as well. So there's movement toward that. Any thoughts here that uh, maybe now there's there's something like a, an arms race uh, to be able to get different groups uh, winning the ear of our politicians? I think the thing we need to remember in a democratic society, it's really important that people feel and are able to engage with the political process, government departments, our community groups. We've been working really hard 
in uh, in the faith communities to be able to develop that and do that. Uh, it's really important that right across the board uh, that that happens. So I come off a farming family. Um, there's groups like Farmers Federation that do a lot of policy work for farmers. Um, faith New South Wales is doing a lot of policy work for the faith communities. And it's really important that other communities like the LGBT community have policy being worked up there because they are citizens in a free society and they need to engage with government as well. So I think in uh, New South Wales, Australia, it's really important that we encourage everyone to engage in the process, that we have a free process where we're not trying to limit anyone at being able to engage and the higher quality policy that we can have. And we need to realise that government are going to have to make decisions that everyone isn't going to get their own way. But what we've tried to do with the faith communities, we are a large section of the community. You've got up to about 60% of the community represented uh, through the faith communities. It's important that that voice is heard, but it's got to be remembered you're going to have people um, in that group that go to school. So they're school groups. So people will be involved in multiple stakeholder groups that are going to government. But the thing that I'm very committed to and the faith leaders are committed to is helping the faith communities come so that we can do good things uh, for society. We can help the faith groups and we can help wider. But it's also important to have other groups like the LGBT community to come forward and feel free that they can put their thoughts and ideas and policies forward and then government needs to be able to work with all of us and balance those priorities. Well, your organisation is called Better Balanced Futures and balancing all of those priorities, uh, that's a challenging thing because religious freedom's under attack, isn't it? So uh, there'll be a lot of pressure on you uh, to be able to come up with the best policy to be able to put forward into the New South Wales government. Murray Norman is our guest. Hey, Murray, uh, let me just ask you because it is a critical uh, organisation that you are now leading. And uh, it will need uh, the backing of the Christian community. So prayers and support in whatever way that might come. Uh, What are you encouraging Christians to do with uh, a body like this one? So I think the really important thing that we see in the Bible, God's sovereign. And even when things look like they're out of control, that God has a plan. So we know that God sent Jesus to save us. And I'd really encourage uh, Christians right across Australia to be praying for myself Uh, to be praying for the other Christians that are there, that we can be salt and light, because that's what we're charged to do uh, in the Bible. But we need God's Holy Spirit to be working through us, because it's not through us that we get change. It's actually through the Holy Spirit working through us. So if you can just pray that we might be humble, that we might be winsome, and that we might be able to, through our actions, that people might see Christ and the love that we have for our community through everything we do. So If people could pray for that, because there are difficult conversations, there are different stakeholders, and we need to be respectful, we need to be loving, and we need to shine um, in that community. Murray, we'll take a call in a moment, but are there any other similar organisational groups like yours uh, throughout Australia, or is this something of a, a pioneering thing that's happening right now for New South Wales? So this is something new that's happened in New South Wales, and it really has arisen Um, One, out of special religious education and the the relationship that the faith communities and even uh, primary ethics have developed over uh, the last 10 or so years. And really it came to a head in COVID where places of worship were shut down and that we all had to come together or we weren't going to get back into places of worship in the way that we wanted to. So really 
this is part of the response that happened in New South Wales between the faith communities, government and government departments, and this is the outworking. So this is what we're looking to do in New South Wales. If we can learn lessons here and then look at what might be able to be learnt and look nationally in other states and uh, we'll prayerfully uh, see where it goes and see how God can bless this uh, and, and what benefits we can get for the community. Well, let's take a call. Narelle is in Gordonvale in North Queensland. Hi, Narelle. Welcome along. Hello. Narelle, what are your thoughts? Me? Yes, what are your thoughts? My, thought, my thoughts are is um, render that which is Caesar unto Caesar because the faith is, it, faith is the language of God. What I see now is it's a skin, operating in a skin um, the, in a religious form. Um, where's the spirit going to come from? Uh, like Elijah, when Elijah prayed, he prayed, Lord God of Abra- Abraham, Isaac and of Israel. He prayed, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all things, these things at, at thy word. And with those with that simple prayer, an answer came about. Are you relying on the government or are you relying on God? Because what I see is you're operating in a skin and under a skin there's going to be a lot of sin coming out of it. So it's a religious form without a spirit. Um, it reminds me of the Tarot Bay. Narelle, I'm not where, sure. Yeah. I mean, there may be uh, a sense in which you jump the gun a little here uh, and assume that there's not a Holy Spirit behind uh, what is there happening. There is a Holy Spirit, but your program beforehand said God will answer. You know, you know your program you had before. Sure, yeah, yeah. He'll answer those who, with a true heart. So I'm just, I'm just, I'll pray that. You know that everyone operates in a true, true heart and a true spirit, because otherwise it's just going to be all form. It's just going to be the same government over and over, but dragging Christians and the rest of God's children through the through the mud. When we can just go straight to Him and ask Him. Thanks for your comments here. I'll get a, a thought or two from Murray. Murray, what are your thoughts for Narell? Well, I think there are important points that Narelle's raising, but I think we see in the Bible, if we look back to the Old Testament, Daniel got taken into a place that wasn't his choosing. It wasn't under a king of his choosing. It wasn't even into a place of his choosing. And God chose him to do mighty works. And he was very faithful in a very complicated uh, situation, but God was able to use that for his glory. And I'm really praying that, um, I'm not claiming to be Daniel, but I am I am in a space where there's a lot of competing interests, and I think that's where we need to keep on coming back to God. And just like Daniel, he prayed, do you know what I mean? And he prayed to God, and that that had consequences. I think we need to come before God, seek him, and then see how God might use that. But just like Daniel, there was great blessings for for Daniel and uh, the Israelites through um, what he was able to do there and to the community. So I think we're in a similar situation to like that at different times. God uh, uses people in different situations, and it might be different to what we think, but his Holy Spirit works through us and can turn uh, amazing things around that might be different to what we're thinking. 
Narelle in Gordonvale, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might want to have your say. You might have a question, a comment, even a critique. Uh, interesting, isn't it, to draw attention to Babylon? And uh, Murray, uh, I'll come and visit you if you're in that lion's den. And uh, we're waving from the outside saying, Murray, are you all right in there? Uh, but there is a certain sense in which this image of Babylon has become quite popular because things have been changing in our culture and no longer is it the case that just the Christian community alone is able to stand alone. Is this one of the changes you're seeing, Murray, that actually the government is only listening for this voice of a multi-religious outfit, a multi-religious organisation? In working with government, I've worked with multiple premiers now from both sides, both coalition and Labor, people of faith on both sides, And premiers of both sides have taken me aside and said, Murray, if the Christian community comes on their own, it makes it really hard for us to help on these systemic issues. But where all all the faith communities come together, it means the government can actually create good policies that work across everyone. So that's just not me saying that. That's uh, consultation with premiers of faith from both sides of the fence in New South Wales. So that's what's happened. But I do think the reflection that we have of Paul in the New Testament, going in and preaching in the Areopagus, I see there's a whole lot of um, competing sort of voices. And I think that's really where we need to stand up and we need to put our voice in. But if you look in that example, some people listened to Paul, some people didn't like Paul, and they invited him to come back next week. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the sort of environment we're in. That's what we're trying to do. But in this environment, we need to realise we're not the only voice and we need to be winning forward. And and we do need to be doing the right thing, not only for the Christian community, but also for the whole community uh, as a whole in New South Wales and Australia. We're talking about a significant development this week in the state of New South Wales. The Premier, Chris Minns, launched a new coalition of religious communities. 200 faith leaders and community members attended a gala dinner on Tuesday to launch Faith New South Wales. The coalition aims to build stronger relationships between the respective communities and foster greater engagement with the New South Wales government on common issues of importance. So, what's the value of Christians working with multi-faith, multi-religious coalitions? Is there something wrong with that? Or are there some obvious benefits in promoting good relationships between leaders of different faiths and their interaction with government? Our special guest is Murray Norman. He is CEO of Better Balanced Futures. And that takes in Christian SRE, Special Religious Education, also known as Scripture in New South Wales. So we're talking through issues here of religious freedom and a whole lot of different dimensions that have begun to develop since then. So 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Murray, let's come to some of the issues that you're going to be dealing with around the table. And uh, just to give us context here across the Christian community and representation in this multi-faith organization clearly is the biggest component, but there are other faiths that are on board. But what are the sorts of issues that you're working together on to contribute to government policy formation? So one of the areas we're working on at the at the moment uh, is conversion therapy. Uh, commitments were made to both the LGBT community 
and the faith communities pre-election by the men's government. There was actually commitments given by the coalition as well. Uh, and we've been working uh, with the government and their departments on looking at uh, what might that mean to actually um, ban conversion therapies in New South Wales. So that we've spent a lot of time as a faith communities because you need to realise there's different stances within the different faith communities. Uh, but what we uh, came up with at the 100% commitment of the faith communities is that each of the faith communities need to be able to operate their faith in the way that they see fit and be able to conduct that in a free society. But we are also aware that uh, the LGBT community uh, and rightly so, has raised that there has been conversion practices that have been used in the past uh, that are abhorrent, uh, where physical harm is brought to, to people and the faith leaders would, would condemn that. And uh, that's a process that's being worked through at the moment. So we're working through at a policy level. But there is, there is difference within the faith communities. And uh, you've got, uh, like in the Hindu community, where it is permissible uh, to be uh, um, with... Uh, uh, relationships of um, uh, homosexual relationships, but uh, they do, so that can happen um, at celebracy at a priest level, but that is uh, permissible. But uh, the family unit is so important that they agree that every uh, community should be able to make their own decisions and that it's really important that that family unit is respected and that the new policies need to meet up with that. So even communities where there's difference of opinion. They've cited all together, with all the communities together, that every faith community needs to be able to practice within the way that they see fit and that we can see uh, New South Wales uh, flourish where uh, people are protected from abhorrent uh, um, uh, things that have happened in the past, uh, conversion therapy, and we want to provide that people of faith are able to practice their faith and be able to do that freely in New South Wales. And, of course, uh, everyone tends to agree that none of those abhorrent practices actually happen any time presently or in the near past. But certainly on this conversion therapy level here, interesting, isn't it, that you've got some politics to deal with within the religious formation of those faith groups meeting together. Uh, but you'll be actually speaking with one voice and the one voice, no doubt, is going to be able to speak up against uh, those things that we might have seen already occurring in Victoria where legislation actually criminalises Christian groups uh, even for prayer for people who might have an unwanted same-sex attraction. So uh, together, a, a joint voice of the religious communities uh, is going to be speaking up because now there's actually a, a fast-tracking, isn't there, of this equality bill that's come into the New South Wales Parliament, which is all about pushing for this conversion therapy. Uh, you've got a lot of different dimensions here that you'll be working with, Murray. Yes, it is complicated. There's a lot of uh, different competing interests that are coming in, but it's really important and the government has taken time to send out to stakeholders uh, and have them involved in a process, which has happened over the last number of months, where different stakeholders right across all the different communities have been able to have input into government and that's currently being looked at at the moment. So I think that's really important. Uh, in New South Wales, it's not only the Christian community that pray and have teaching, that's right across all the communities and uh, the government has made commitments that, uh, that that will be protected and the balancing act is where does that come in the centre. So that's what the government's working through at the moment. That's what the faith communities are working through. But it is beholden on the faith communities to work really hard 
to see where we can come together. Because if the faith communities can't work out amongst themselves what we can agree on, we can't expect the government to solve all our own problems. So we need to come in good faith. We need to do the hard work. And that's why we spent a lot of time with the faith communities looking at where can we come together? Where can we support the different faith communities? We're not all going to agree on everything. But the one thing that we did agree on is that faith is really important, that there needs to be freedom to be able to practice that. And in New South Wales, that needs to be celebrated. So that's that's where we've landed. That's where we're engaging on government. And it is uh, a, a tricky thing. Like I, I've met with Alex Greenwich. I've engaged with Alex Greenwich. Uh, Alex is trying to support uh, the community that he's representing, the LGBT community. And it's really important that we engage and dialogue on these things. It's going to be tricky. Uh, we're not going to agree on every matter, but that's where we need to work together. And then it will be government's decision on how they land in the centre. So that's where we're working. But as I'd said before, that's where prayer is really important because we need to uh, come up with solutions that work. But that's where we need God in his sovereignty and his mercy. We really need prayer to help work that through. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might like to have your say, ask a question, make a comment, even a critique. Uh, let's hear from Alex in Melbourne. Hi, Alex. Welcome. Oh, <clears throat> hello, uh, Neil. Yes, I'm just wondering, I heard earlier on uh, that the Christian community is the majority of faith uh, in Australia. So I just wonder, is the committee there uh, pro rata according to the number of um, you know, believers in, in the nation, uh, because, um, you know, you, you read the Bible, uh, uh, what, uh, near, uh, Herod and, uh, Felix, they were enemies, but when it come to, um, uh, the Lord Jesus, they joined together, you know, so th that's the sort of thing that can happen. So, of course, it's, uh, it's the world, uh, it's not the, it's not the church, so. but I was just wondering about that anyway. Uh, good thoughts there, Alex. In fact, you know, this is the sort of thing we think of because there's majority in the Christian community. Uh, is there a bigger say? Are the other groups sort of hanging on the coattails of the Christians here? Uh, your thoughts here for Alex Murray? Yeah, the, the government's adopted, and I think wisely, uh, a blended mix. So just like federally with our constitution... We have senators, so each state gets a certain amount of senators to send in, but then we have representation through the House of Representatives where it's proportionally on how many community members you have within a different state. So the government's adopted a similar approach. Uh, they have chosen the major faith groups of the world, you know, Hindu, Muslim, Jewish, uh, Buddhist, so they've got those in there, and then they've chosen the largest Christian denomination. So it's a bit of a blend uh, between the two, and then there's four reps that will come from the faith community generally. So it is a blended model, but we do see other areas like when you think federally, there's uh, two houses of parliament. One is by uh, representatives on proportion and the other is through the Senate where every state gets the same representation. So it's a blended model similar. Uh, I think it's a good model. It puts the voices in there. You have got the major, uh, the major Christian denominations in there, Catholic, uh, ACC, um, uniting like that they're in there um, they're contributing and they do make up a large uh, proportion of that group thank you alex in melbourne our talkback line open 1800 316 316 come back to this equality bill that is being now fast tracked in the new south wales parliament because uh, there's a lot of dimensions to that equality bill 
uh, and a lot of things can go astray uh, when we talk about that looking through a Christian lens. Uh, there's a lot of different dimensions. Uh, you mentioned the conversion therapy dimension there. Are there some other dimensions that are a part of that? One of the things that uh, that Bill um, uh, that Alex put forward, it does actually not limit the um, you know the the rules that will be put around parents, and that's actually uh, a concern to all the faith communities. Uh, parents uh, engaging with their with their children, grandparents engaging with their grandchildren. So that is a concern. So within the uh, current legislation that's been put forward, um, those things are there, and there would be real penalties, uh, criminal and civil, uh, for parents that did talk uh, to their uh, children. Um, from the Bible or other holy books about uh, how to live our lives. But the thing we should remember, what's been fast-tracked is Labor's bill. So it's not Alex Greenwich's bill. Labor has committed to be able to run its own bill. That's what it's doing. That's what the consultation process has been um, part of. That's what the faith communities and other communities have contributed to. So what we're seeing is that bill coming forward. Uh, Alex Greenwich has put up a bill. The government has said that it will work on its own bill. So we just need to be aware that the things that are being talked about, we haven't seen Labor's bill yet. We don't know what's in that. There has been a consultation process. So that's where we need a lot of prayer. And I think we really need to be looking at what we're actually dealing with in the bill. But we do get a um, definitely a indication of what the form in which Alex Greenwich thinks uh, the bill should take. But the government's decided and committed pre-election that it would come up with its own bill so that it could land... Um, in the middle with the faith communities being uh, given promises about prayer and uh, uh, being able to engage and, and preaching and the LGBT community being protected from uh, harmful um, uh, conversion uh, Yep, I know what you're saying. 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Mark is in Mandurah in Western Australia. Hey, Mark, welcome. How you going? Good, Mark. What are your thoughts? My uh, my thoughts are is um, why are we worrying about all these worldly problems when uh, Christ tells us not to? I'm not sure Christ has told us not to, Mark. I mean, uh, do you mean that Christ is a values-free zone? I don't think so. If there are Christian values, how do they affect a community and affect a nation? It's going to be through a political process, isn't it? We're judged by our actions and our lives. That's what Christ will judge us on. But aren't we salt and um, light? Aren't we salt and light in a community? Yeah, we are. Of course we are. I, I know what you're but, getting at, Mark, and I'll get a thought or two here from Murray. Murray, your thoughts for Mark, because uh, there is a fairly widespread opinions in some parts of the Christian community that Christians ought not to be engaging. And then uh, we get a multi-faith uh, organisation and then some people are even uh, very concerned about that too. What are your thoughts here for Mark? Yeah, one of the things we need to realise, in a multicultural society, um, the government cares for all the faith groups. So we look in New South Wales, a third of the schools are um, private and they're majority owned by the faith groups. So there's Christian, Jewish, Muslim... In that uh, process, the government treats all them equally. So they are able to practice those faith within those schools, and that's a regulated space. So the Christians are the majority in that space. So part of what we're doing here is helping government regulate in those spaces. So if you think about it, the 
the churches are um, contributing and the other faith groups uh, to helping the poor through through uh, through food and through shelter, uh, schooling, uh, aged care, hospitals. So there's a whole lot of things we're engaging with, but it's a partnership with government. And really, this is helping inform uh, how that actually works. And the important thing is the faith groups have to maintain their integrity in being able to do that with salt and light and our Christian love and character coming through that. And we need to be able to maintain, to be able to give an account for the reason why we do it, which is Jesus and his love. Murray, sometimes, and we've got Mark on the line still, uh, there's a feeling that somehow or other when there is a a coalition, a collaboration, uh, that there's something of a watering down of the Christian faith. Uh, You might like to respond to that idea. And uh, when I mentioned a little earlier that your own background is Presbyterian, uh, that's for some people that says, well, Presbyterians, they're pretty staunch. They hold closely to biblical truth. Uh, Thoughts here about how you can participate in a coalition like this, but you can be rock solid as a Christian, even biblical believer. So definitely I'm a, I'm a Presbyterian. I believe the word of God as uh, his inherent word. So I believe that that's what we need to follow. But I also believe that as a, uh, a Christian, as someone that, that worships God, I need to participate in the marketplace. So what I need to do is I need to take my beliefs and I need to be real about that. So when I was um, at the dinner uh, on on Tuesday night, I got to be able to share of my personal commitment to Jesus and be able to share just like the imams would talk about um, their religious practice, uh, the Hindu community, the Jewish rabbis. Everyone there needs to be totally 100% able to live out their faith to draw account and they shouldn't be afraid to actually talk about the reason that they have faith, but it needs to be fair across everyone. So I believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven and I will fiercely proclaim that, but I need to realise that other people have other truths that they want to proclaim and then I need to trust that the Holy Spirit is all powerful and will convict people of where they fall before God. So it is the Holy Spirit that needs to convict. I need to give account and that's where I place myself. I need to give account. I need to, under God's grace, um, be able to put that out there. And then it's God's responsible for the growth, just like we see in the Bible where, you know, it talks about um, planting and sowing and watering. All different people play uh, a part in that, but it was God that brought the growth. And Mark, I've still got you on the line. Is that a helpful response for you? Um Oh, look, whether I'm wrong or right, but we're supposed to follow Christ, and and it says we don't, we're not, we're not of this world. So, when we read the Bible, we do our best to to please Christ, uh, loving your neighbour, second commandment. But the politics have got to go because the, the the truth is that all the votes we've had, we're all losing. So we're we're actually um, we're fighting against the um, the one who runs the planet, as you know. And he's going to he's going to win, but we still have to do what Christ tells us what to do. Mark, it may be that we're losing a lot of these battles because we're not stepping up in the fight, and uh, we might see this new initiative as one way of stepping up in the fight. But thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Time is running short. There's, there's a whole lot of other issues that you're going to be debating around the table and coming up with a 
uh, a Christian and multi-faith perspective on some of these things so you can contribute to government in New South Wales. Another one of those, just quickly, the New South Wales assisted dying legislation. That's coming into effect at the end of November. Uh, what's, what's, the, uh, what's Faith New South Wales doing about that one? Well, one of the things that we're engaging with both sides of government there, uh, faith communities want to be able to act out their faith within their facilities. So if there's a faith community that has a facility, they want to be able to be free to be able to conduct the practices that they see fit. So they don't want to be put in a situation where they have to assist someone with uh, terminating their life. They want to be free to be able to uphold life. There's many other uh, places in New South Wales where assisted dying can occur but they don't want that to be in their facility and contradict their faith uh, beliefs. And we're talking about uh, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. So we're not just talking, you know, a particular Christian church with their facility. We're talking right across the board where the faith communities want the option to be able to enact their beliefs and they want to be able to encourage people of that faith or, or other faiths or no faith at all to be able to come and take the services from that community but they need to be done in order and in lockstep with our beliefs. And from the Christian community, that means in lockstep with the Bible, where we really value life and we value that. And it's God's, um, it is God who determines our birth and death. And, and we're keen to engage with government to be able to put amendments uh, into the legislation to allow that to happen, which is really important. Well, of course, we like to give a wonderful opportunity for those who are in the political processes, uh, lobbying and battling on behalf of the values of the nation, and oftentimes those are Christian-only groups. And uh, very good today, I might say, Murray, to be able to hear of this initiative, uh, that there is a, a push that's happening, whether it's across schools and all of the challenges, uh, the uh, the threat un, of religious freedom and how that is an attack on schools, attack on churches, attack on parents, uh, on the issue of conversion therapy and uh, all of the dimensions that come with the equality bill that we've been talking about and this uh, New South Wales assisted dying legislation, uh, the effort that's being put in there to make a contribution to the policy formation in New South Wales. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with listeners. Uh, some uh, will be right on side and saying this is great. Some might want to know a little more. Well, I'll point listeners to betterbalancedfutures.org.au. And just uh, quickly, on websites, is there a Faith New South Wales website that's likely to be set up, Murray, or is it the better way to contact you and to find out about this betterbalancedfutures.org.au is there a website coming soon yeah yeah if you go to better balanced futures you'll be able to find contact details there and uh faith new south wales is is coming very shortly so you'll be able to find that as well so start at better balanced futures and very shortly you'll be able to pick that up on faith new south wales and you're right there on the cutting edge when it comes to sre scripture and uh, special religious education uh, Murray Norman, uh, look forward to talking to you another day on some of these challenges that you're going to be engaging in. And I know that there'll be listeners who'll respond to your call for prayer. Uh, there may be other ways that people can support as well, but betterbalancedfutures.org.au to connect with Murray Norman. Murray, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Neil. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.